Anime Radio. Welcome to the Extreme Anime Radio Podcast. Now streaming at twitch.tv slash extreme anime radio with podcasts powered by Anchor at anchor.fm slash anime radio. Please note that our live shows are available to view on Twitch. However, portions of the audio recordings may be edited prior to podcast release. The views and opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect the Extreme Anime Radio podcast in general. We appreciate your understanding and thank you for your support. City in the world broadcasting to fans of anime and Japanese culture all around the world. Welcome to Big Game Week here on the Extreme Anime Radio podcast. I am JR behind some sort of uh, static uh, North American football background. I think it's uh, the old San Diego Chargers, and he is Neff Canuck. Good evening, sir. How are you? What's new in your neck of the woods? Not much. I mean, the weather's finally doing that weird February thing where it's like it doesn't know what it wants to do. Mm-hmm. So you get rain, freezing rain, snow, <laughs> and you just go, okay, you make up your mind. I'll stay right here. Yeah. <laughs> We've had some chilly days the last few days. Now I'm looking over. Oh, it's 40 degrees Fahrenheit. Interesting. <laughs> Ooh, that's, yeah, that's getting slightly Canadian. <laughs> But uh, we're going to have a little fun with tonight's podcast. Um, first of all, to mention that um, coming up later, we're going to be playing Jackbox. We're going to be playing with uh, one of the cosplayers of our mascot, Sariyoshida, Invisible Wonders cosplay, Naku. And possibly another special guest as well joining us. So stay tuned for that. Um, and as you might see, um, we are playing with hats today. And uh, this is going to be a podcast that is going to be going straight to Spotify video, which is one of the things that Spotify has enabled, the actual transmission of 
video onto their service. You can actually watch the replay of this on Spotify. Um, and this will also transfer unedited to Anchor, anchor.fm forward slash anime radio, or wherever you get your extreme anime radio podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, that sort of thing. But uh, Neff, um, one of our big supporters and uh, co-leaders on the side, Shinigami Liz, has mentioned to us that we need to find some way to make people spend our channel points, what we call the point coins in, in honor of Sarah. So, mm. What did you have in mind or what did Shinigami Liz have in mind? Well, no, she actually said, figure out some way so we can pull this off. So we're going to do this tonight. I'm going to go ahead and activate a few things. And uh, the first one I'm going to activate is called the hat change. And the second one is switch places. And they are now activated if you go to the channel points. So what's going to happen is if somebody calls for a hat change, we are going to change what we're wearing right now. We're going to be wearing hats for the duration of the podcast. And uh, the other one, which was just redeemed, is this. Now, Neff is in the left side. <laughs> oh, dear. Does that mean I'm in charge? Run. Oh, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> now, there is a, there's a limited amount of times where the coins can be redeemed during the podcast. So if you would like to get the dibs to redeem those coins, just be sure to click on uh, the redemption every so often. See if it's available. And if it is, give it a shot. And um, all sorts of hilarity might ensue as we do this podcast. This is another reason why we're just doing straight video here tonight. But uh, yes, Neff, you're now in the leader's chair. So what do you want to talk about? Mm. Well, there is that particular North American football game that will be happening in a few days that you have uh, immortalized behind you. <laughs> this is going to be what I would call... New school versus old school, mm -hmm. at least in terms of the quarterback position. I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at the quarterback for Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, fresh out of LSU, you know, had his initial rookie season ended very early by a gruesome injury, mm -hmm. but has come back to lead his team all the way to the Super Bowl. Mm, yeah. We can't say that word. <laughs> the big game. But on the other hand, we have Matthew Stafford who for years toiled for the LOL Lions. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, I think they got one playoff game while he was at quarterback. And now, trade him to the Rams. And magically, hocus pocus, he's at the big game. Stop. And not hat sitting change. up in the stands. Hat change. Oh, hat hat change. change. One moment, I have to go grab my hat. <laughs> As I proceed to hang myself. There we go. Oh, dear. There we go. So, as you were saying, the, and again, this is going to happen all night if somebody was, redeems it. So, As um, I was about to say before I nearly strangled myself. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, the, you see, for you, it's, it's a little easier, but for me, it takes a little bit. It's a little bit more involved. Yeah, let me move you over here a little bit. But, uh, yes, uh, keep checking every few minutes for switch places or hat change to reappear again. And, um, 
you may just cause some more mayhem. So anyway, Neff, continue. Well, as I was as I was saying, so now you have Matthew Stafford, who's gotten to the big game. Mm-hmm. And, you know, with a decent team in front of him, including an offensive line that can actually protect him, mm-hmm. he's now trying to, you know, win football's holy grail. Mm-hmm. Now, the team that Matthew Stafford also plays for has a slight home field advantage mm-hmm. because it is literally the L.A. Rams home field All right. that they share with another L.A. team that we won't talk about since they, you know, didn't even make the playoffs. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, L.A., um, the, the L.A. team that's participating, they're favorites, obviously, right? Well, they might be favorites with the betters, mm-hmm. but not quite sure with the fans. Mm. In fact, there's a real fear that because the L.A. Rams have never quite gotten, you know, the, the fan base back in the L.A. market, mm-hmm. there is a fear that this is going to be mostly a pro-Cincinnati crowd. Ugh. Which will be hilarious because the uh, analyst for... The NBC broadcast is mm-hmm. one Chris Collinsworth. Mm. Why is that important, you might ask? Well, because Chris Collinsworth was a quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals. <laughs> which means he will probably be slobbering all over Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals the entire <laughs> broadcast. Cue Al Michaels rolling his eyes so hard that we probably see tilt by halftime. <laughs> Before before the halftime attractions of, uh, I think, I read something that about um, 37 different artists are performing at the halftime show or something like that. That might be so, but of those 37 artists, I don't think I can identify maybe one or two. <laughs> I'm like looking at this musical act list and I'm going, okay, no, this is a good time to read a book. Hmm. Well, um, something else you've been following, and we can talk about now, because again, you're on the left side of the screen. Um, Some big news about Comey Can't Communicate. Uh, The first English dub is out. What are your thoughts? Well, it's the entire uh, first season they did. They did it all in one shot. Wow. Yeah. So that that seems to be Netflix's thing. If they dub it, they don't, they don't do it one episode at a time like other services do. No, no, no. Mm. Just whoop, bang, out the door. Right. So first four episodes. I'll say this. I think the casting was very well done. Mm. However, by episode four, they introduced the character that I absolutely loathed in the manga and just loathe as much in the, in the anime. Ren Yamai. Mm. The girl with the slightly, no, scratch that, heavily heavily over uh you know fascination with comey yeah yeah to the point where let's put it this way they toned it down a little bit in the anime as far as you know her weapon of choice Mm -hmm. but it but it doesn't really deal with the problem of her having a weapon of choice Mm. (laughs) so we go for more of the literal translation from the japanese then in that case you think well, you know what? I, I won't say it's a little translation um, because they did take some... I, I think what they did is they they took it and they styled it better because mm-hmm. literal translation of Comey Can't Communicate the, the dialogue, it would come off as a little stiff. Mm-hmm. So they managed to massage it just so that it sounds more natural. 
especially when they're talking about the communication disorder that Comey suffers from. Mm-hmm. And the fact that the entire school is full of people with unique personalities. To put including, it what, including what's their names, uh, 10,000 friends, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, Najimi Osama. Uh, switch places! Like... Switch places! Oh, we've got a switch. As you were saying... Yes, uh, Najimi Osama, uh, who basically, you know, is everybody's friend. And in English... The dialogue is even more blink, blink, whoa. Mm. Uh, especially when we're talking about, you know, when Najimi says, you know, call me by my name like we used to, mm-hmm. you know, when we were, fre- you know, when we were back in junior high school. Right. And then it's just like, okay, the way you're saying that makes me go, right. <laughs> But uh, now the dubs are available on uh, uh, Netflix. Uh, it's the same as usual. Same as usual. Um, I believe they've also done other languages as well. Okay. Uh, I noticed German and Spanish. Ooh. Now I don't speak a lick of Spanish, but the German I could probably follow. Uh huh. But I'd be curious because it's very hard to emulate, even to English, uh, Comey's you know stutter. When she's trying to speak mm-hmm. and make it sound like she's actually stuttering from nervousness, right? So I'm wondering how that would tra- how that'll tra- how that would translate into German. I'm just hmm. because of course German is the type of language where you can sound angry when all you're doing is ordering a coffee. <laughs> that uh, that tickles my fancy. I, I gotta I gotta see how it feels to watch uh, one episode of an anime in Spanish. Well, like I said, I mean, of which episode you grab, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I stopped at four because, of course, you know, we're doing the podcast right, right. Uh, the broadcast right now. Mm-hmm. But it was like I missed the episode where they introduced Comey's mother because that's episode five. Mm. As I said, in Japanese, she's a trip. I'm pretty sure in English she'll be a trip and a half because <laughs> now I'll be able to fully understand her manic. <laughs> but... Um... So yes, it's interesting news uh, coming out of Japan. It's a bit of on the sad side. Um, Sumo is having a big problem with COVID infections like the rest of the country. And over the last uh, few days and week or two, um, it was discovered that, I think we mentioned this earlier, uh, one of the wrestlers that just got promoted to the second highest rank in Sumo, uh, Mitake Umi, he tested positive for COVID. And there was the, the weekend, um, I think at the end of January, where they had retirement ceremonies for two wrestlers who were going to become coaches and whatnot. And what they ceremoniously do is that they a lot of people step up to the doyo, the sumo ring, no masks while they're in the doyo, and they are taking scissors and snipping the top knots little by little of the person who's being, who's retiring. And then finally the stable master comes up and cuts off the rest of the top knot. So they are masks. They are masked. I should say until that point when they get out, uh, when they get up into the ring, they take their masks off. They do the little snip, they exit and they put their masks back on. So, 
Um, it was discovered right after that those two ceremonies that Mitakeumi, who participated in both, tested positive for COVID-19. Now I think I think the count is like over 250 members of the Sumo Association, including half of the wrestlers ranked in the top division of Makunouchi, are positive for COVID. And when is the next tournament supposed to be? In one month. Okay, I think I would lay odds right now that that ain't happening. Hmm. Well, they'll probably be out of uh, isolation by them for sure. There's a seven-day isolation period now. A lot of countries are cutting down on that number. Well, I mean... It depends on who you believe as to whether or not, you know, seven day, cutting it down from seven to five is reasonable. But right. all we can do is see, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, in these parts, they're going to allow some restrictions to be loosened as of February 21st. Mm-hmm. One of the big ones, of course, uh, is sports arenas. Uh, currently, they are limited to 500 uh, people or 50% capacity. Now they're going to be 50% capacity. Okay. So essentially you're going to see like Ottawa and Toronto actually have fans again, Mm. as opposed to the pumped in, you know, crowd noise that just seems weird. (laughs) Ah, the fake soundboard effects. (sighs) Well, or boo when the other team scores, you know, they're not even doing that right. That's the funny thing. (laughs) I've watched a couple of, of, uh, games including in Montreal, where they just had a firing. Oh, the Habs uh, have happed somebody. Yes. Um, having gotten rid of their GM, having gotten rid of, you know, everybody above the coach, mm-hmm. Dominic Ducharme was handed his walking papers. Mm. Funny part is, this coach got this team last year to the Stanley Cup Finals, and barely gets past the halfway point of the next season. Mm-hmm. The last time I saw hat, something oh, fall... Hat change! Hat change! Oh. What moment? Hat change. I'm wearing the bacon hat. I'm wearing the bacon oh. hat. Uh, this hat is actually rather special. Uh, I'll explain in a moment. Uh, last time I was, I was about to say, the last time I saw something fall that far, that fast, mm-hmm. it was getting pushed out of an airplane without a parachute. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. As for this, um, this particular hat notes, uh, a very important date in, uh, Swiss, Switzerland's history. Mm-hmm. That would have been, uh, 1291 or in this case, 1991 mm-hmm. marking the 700th year of the Swiss Confederation. Twelve ninety one when when it was founded, huh? That's correct. Before nice. that, they'd been a loose a, a loose association of provinces. That's when they formally came together. Okay. All right. Me, me. I, I've just gone with uh, this nice little scarf that uh, Shinigami Liz uh, put together as a present for me a few years back, and I'm just wearing it as a hat. I, I was going to say, you said bacon, and I'm going, where are the eggs? <laughs> so this, this is my 
this is my fun hat uh, or uh, headpiece for the evening. So. Oh dear, folks. He's he's you know his his mind's got a little crispy. Oh. So somebody nice to have a complete breakfast for the big game Sunday, right? Well, considering that the programming is starting at around nine a.m. <laughs> Why for like not? a six forty for a six forty kickoff? I, I mean, yeah, okay, fine. I get it. It is your big game, but I'm going. That seems a tad excessive to me. <laughs> you know, just I don't know. The only good the only good news is that because it's on NBC this year, mm-hmm. I'll be able to watch the NBC signal. Ah. Because otherwise I'd have to watch the Canadian signal with the Canadian ads and the inability to cut back from commercial properly. <laughs> Which, you know, given what you do for a living, should drive you nuts. Oh yes. I've run into coming back late from commercials, running the wrong commercials. My my favorite was they started one commercial, got 10 seconds in, and then a completely different commercial starts. I'm like, mm. if you're going down the road anyway, you may as well finish the job. My favorite was, um, was it last year? Um, they went to, um, in the Super Bowl, they went to a commercial that did not exist and they were in black for about 20 seconds and then came back up. Oops. <laughs> Speaking of Super Bowl commercials, apparently they're exhuming, and I'm using the term loosely, a very, very old bit of movie character to push a very, very new idea. What's that? Uh, apparently General Motors has decided in their push for, you know, electric vehicles to bring back a very certain person who did this. Oh, no. Mike Myers? Yep. He's not old. I mean, come on. (laughs) Well, considering that the Dr. Evil character dates back to the mid-90s. Right. That's a long time ago. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go further than that, but wow. Well, I don't know. That that's far enough. I mean, let's let's just say I just had a piece of equipment in my house break down that dates back to the nineteen nineties. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I didn't need another reminder, okay? We we oh. talked talked about this briefly on uh, on Monday stream. Uh, you had a nice little washer accident, huh? Well, the washer decided to fill. Mm-hmm. After, you know, I put in the soap and everything else, it filled. And then it promptly expired. <laughs> and I didn't realize it at the time. But the pump apparently has gone because there's this sm- acrid smoke that is hanging from underneath the machine. Like, it's just Ew. smelling like something's burning. Like, it's been unplugged now for three, four days. Mm-hmm. So there's no risk of any fire or anything. Because mm-hmm. if there was going to be a fire, it it already happened by now. But it's like, every time I open the door to the laundry room, it's like, ooh, that's just nasty. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you got the top of the line, right? Yeah, I went with... Um, see, there was two... I had two schools of thought. One was... You know, get the most computerized, you know, et cetera, et cetera, I could, and then hope that, you know, all the computerized uh, stuff would help clean my clothes. Then on the other hand, I went, 
do I want to be doing this in five, 10 years again? Mm -hmm. If the computer decides to break down? Mm. Nope. So I went with uh, a model that is actually very close to a commercial model uh, Mm. to the point where they couldn't even sell me an extended warranty in the store because the warranty the machines come with is longer than the warranties they sold. Mm. At, At five years each for the washer and five for the dryer. Because they said, and as a salesman pointed out to me, he said, look, every part of this machine you're buying is metal. Mm. There is no plastic. Because, of course, as you know, as you tend to get into the more consumer-oriented lines, more plastic, more gadgets, more things to break. Less sturdy. Exactly. Right. So, um... So if I can get 20 years out of this thing, hey, by then... I don't think I'll care much. <laughs> if there's anything I need to work on replacing possibly in the future, it might be my Nintendo Switch Joy-Con. I'm already starting to get a little bit of a dead zone. I have the, uh, you know, where you have the left and the right parts uh, together in one. That's how I normally play on the Switch on the TV. Mm-hmm. And the left... Uh, you know, the one where you can move a character is uh, starting to go a little haywire. Like I'm going... Ah, uh, Joy-Con going, drift. Mm-hmm, I'm going... I'm running to the left, and all of a sudden, it wants to run to the right. Yeah. So I have to kind of exercise that a little bit, but uh, I think sooner or later, that's going to be my next expense. I'm assuming you're outside the one-year warranty for the Joy-Cons? Oh, yeah, I... I uh... It's been what two years now since I have the uh, switch, mm. something like that. So in that case, yeah, the problem is from what I've seen, any of the third-party Joy Cons are basically worse, right? Than what Nintendo puts out, which has the drift, mm. <laughs> and and that, and that makes me mad. I'm like going, wait a minute. You deliberately can't don't fix a problem that you know is there. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> I'm like going, huh? How much? Uh, how much are the Joy Cons? Are sixty bucks, seventy bucks, or something like that? Oh, well, I was going to say at least in Canada, I think they're about eighty nine. Oh, good at least I think so. I haven't I haven't priced them out recently because you know hat with change, a fair... hat change, hat change, oh, hat change. One moment. Yeah, that bacon was getting a little itchy on my head. <laughs> oh boy, what what do you, I seem to have the most boring hats today, Neff. What's going on? Well, um I can explain this actually. Okay. Papa Canuck um was in a job where he would be given a lot of hats. Mm. So when Papa Canuck passed on to the big golf course in the sky, mm-hmm. I inherited most of his collection. Now, this particular hat, I shouldn't actually be wearing. It's more meant for display, but I figured I'd break it, break it out anyway. Oh. It is from uh, the 2001 Canadian Women's Open, and it is signed by the top three finishers. Wow. Yeah, you can see the signature scrawled on the bill of the hat. Who do we have there? 
Uh, hold on one second. I'll tell you. Okay. Or at least, or at least I'll try. Uh, let's see. Lori Kane. And the other two signatures, unfortunately, I cannot make them out. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so if you Googled the 2001 Canadian Open from Angus Glenn, you'd find out. Now, I do have a hat. It's not here. It's somewhere else in my collection. Um, from either the 2002 or the 2007 hmm. Canadian Open at Angus Glenn. Probably 2002. Uh, that was signed by the winner of that event. 2001 was Annika Sorensen, yep. Mm-hmm. So that must be one of the signatures here. Right, and we got to go to uh, Canada on the 2001 calendar. Where is Bank ah, of yes, Montreal the Google Canadian Time Machine. Women's Open? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's not, it's not telling me. The Wikipedia article is not telling me the top three finishers, so we'll have to look that up somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Well, we can always try uh, LPGA.com. That would be one thing I would try. Let's see. But anyways, um, as I said, so uh, th these hats were passed down to me because nobody else wanted them. And I was like, <laughs> well, no, I don't want them, you know, just tossed in a remainder bin somewhere mm -hmm. because, you know, there are some very, you know, fond memories with some of these hats. Mm -hmm. This one included because... The 2001 uh, Canadian Women's Open was actually the quote-unquote test run for the Canadian Open that happened the following year. Mm. So the LPGA and the PGA officials showed up to make sure that everything was up to snuff. Right. Some changes had to be made over, over, the, over the winter to uh, have the event come off in 2002 without a hitch. I see. Uh, th this hat uh, I actually picked up in uh, the UK uh, back in 2019 when I visited Twickenham. Uh, Twickenham Stadium is the big rugby stadium, home of England rugby. And uh, remember, in rugby, you don't have uh, the United Kingdom as a nation unless you're in the Olympics. Um, you have England, you have Scotland, you have Wales, and you have... Uh, I think that's it. I think Northern Ireland must have a team, but it's not as popular as England, Scotland, and Wales. Hmm. Let's see. Two thousand. Uh, uh, you see, the, I love how the website. You know, um, their their website is not really optimized to use Safari. <laughs> Let me just see if I can try. No, 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 no. Okay. Let's see now. Yeah, let's see what I got here. Ah, it's so old. It's not even on the. It's not even on the website. Mm -hmm. So I'm guessing they archived all the all that stuff. Well, Six Nations. I think you mean rugby, Flax. Yeah, Six Nations is actually what's going on now, which is the annual rugby tournament, which involves England, Scotland, Wales, and I want to say Ireland, France, and Italy. I think those are the six nations. And so they have a uh, sort of a round-robin type series, and whoever has the most points at the end wins the big six nations trophy. So, mm. um, Yeah, and I think that's actually up here. Uh, it's being streamed on DAZN. Because oh. DAZN seems to get 
the zone seems to get all the sports that n- none of the uh, big two want anything to do with. Right. I think for us, it's on NBC. It's either on Peacock or NBC Sports Gold, up, or, or I should say down here in the U.S. I was going to say, wait a minute. No, no, no. You're, da- you're the burning meth lab down there. We're the nice <laughs> apartment up here. <laughs> well, we appreciate you guys watching our podcast or listening to it once again. We're doing our, our new redemptions tonight of uh, hat changes, and uh, you can make us switch places on the screen too. A good way to use up those channel points that you've been banking up for the last four from years. So uh, we hope that you'll take advantage of that. Uh, just check for the channel points. And uh, if uh, something pops up uh, to your liking, uh, give it a shot. If it's not there, um, just uh, wait a little bit. Oh, switch places. Just, just like that. <laughs> It's, it's so convenient doing it this way. We don't have to literally do a thing. You have to click a button. Right. And there is a limit of two times per person because we want to make sure that everybody has a chance to try to use the, um, the points. And, mo- again, this is mostly geared towards people who have been watching us for a while who have probably stockpiled a lot of these uh, channel points by now. So um, if, if this works, maybe we'll try something like this in the future. Uh, it seems to be going well so far, I guess. Well, I mean, we're gi- we're giving the folks what they want, which is, you know, switching and then the hats and then, in my case, the story behind some of the hats. Right. <laughs> um, so um, just really um, briefly enough, uh, there was a question about uh, an update on uh, the convoy protests. Well, it seems that there are, it's literally two schools of thought. Mm-hmm. One is the authorities are trying to finally get these guys, these people to, you know, shove off home. Others are, no, you don't, don't you dare touch them. So it's kind of a mess. Mm. I mean, the, the biggest problem is that, that, you know, a judge has now said, well, you can't go honking your horns, etc. My only concern is the judge said that. Okay, but if the cops won't enforce the laws as it is right now, are they going to bother to enforce a, an interim order that says you can't honk your horns at night? Mm. So that's where I'm going. Hmm. I think this, that was a bit of a waste of time, but yeah. we'll see. Yeah. So very, very. I mean, now their now their big thing is to snarl up the traffic at the Ambassador Bridge oh, between yeah, uh, Windsor and Detroit. So it's like. <sighs> yeah um so bit of a situation there we hear japan is uh probably going to expand its uh, state of emergencies uh, or what they call the quasi state of emergencies for the country from many prefectures um and every time i read the news about um japan and uh international travel i gotta raise my hat because my eyebrows are blending in a little bit <laughs> But any uh, anyway, um, I'm reading all these uh, stories now about the uh, tens of thousands of students. Once again, I think I've brought this up a few times who are still waiting to get in. They are of the opinion that the Japanese government is not taking a scientific approach to reopen the borders to foreigners. 
they believe that Japan is keeping them out because they're foreigners. Here's the problem. Unless you have access to the data and unless you can interpret that data, all you're doing is speculating. Yeah. See, that that's the problem I have with the people who are saying, come on, open up again, etc. cetera. Mm -hmm. I mean, Alberta is once again going to try and get rid of all restrictions again, mm. just like they did last year for Canada Day. Right. And it blew up in their face. Mm. So we'll see if it doesn't blow up in their face this time. Good on them. Mm. But who knows? Right. Because the only way we'll know is to experiment. I just don't like the thought of being a part of a Petri dish. Yeah. But that's me. <laughs> Um, once again, we'd like to remind everybody that at the top of the hour, we will be joined by uh, one of the cosplayers of mascot. You can't see my hand. Sarah Yoshida over there. Um, Naku, Invisible Wonders cosplay. She'll be joining us along with uh, possibly another special guest or two. So be sure to stick around for Jackbox at the top of the hour. Uh, also, uh, we would like to have your feedback uh, on our new display. We mentioned it uh, last time we did the podcast. We were eventually going to change over to this display now. Um, so on the right side of your screen, we have, and this is more convenient now since I'm on this side of the screen now, um, total followers, uh, the latest follower. So that's when you hit the heart button. Um, and then um, also the latest subscriber, who is uh, Flax. Uh, the total number of subscribers and also... Um, we have a scroll thanking all of these subscribers on the stream. Um, and anytime we add a new sub, uh, I have to remember to kind of widen that list up a little bit. Um, and once again, we also have new alerts for um, the um, whenever we have a follower or a sub or, uh, or raid with three or more people or even a donation. Uh, however, those alerts do not appear when we do a podcast because we're saving all the audio for uh, audio podcasting privileges and requirements and stuff. So, um, But when we do a, a game stream, we will have those turned on. When we do Jackbox here in a little bit, we will have those turned on um, for anybody who wants to uh, follow or subscribe or even uh, donate. We have a tip jar um, open if you'd like to give us a tip. We really appreciate it. Um, and um, we have uh, that uh, link circulating. I think if I type in uh, that, there we go. Um, that's the link if you'd like to give us a tip. Uh, and then uh, Streamlabs uh, will, I think, give me some kind of notification to that effect. Uh, so, um, before we, um, wrap up the podcast enough, really quickly, uh, I wanted to touch base on the Nintendo Direct, um, which, uh, now is the latest thing that uh, Nintendo does to preview all of its upcoming content. Have you been able to watch it a little bit today? Unfortunately, no, uh, real life and, you know, trying to stay employed meant that I was not able to do so. And then when I finished work, it was like exercise. And then, you know, relax with Komi-san as I grab some dinner. Mm. Well, I think for me, well, let's say for everybody, um, I think the biggest news 
is that um, uh, Xenoblade Chronicles, uh, the the new one, um, number three, I think, is coming out in the fall. Um, so I know everybody follows that. I haven't played it myself. I haven't played the first two, but I know there are a lot of people who have played the game, and I think think they're going to be happy to see that um, um, the third version of the game is coming out. But something that might appeal to us um, and maybe some others who play Switch with us, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting a DLC with new tracks. Mm. Interesting. So I'm going to look this up real quick. Um, It's going to be called the Booster Course Pass. Uh, so you buy the booster course pass and it will add 48 additional courses to the game through next year. So how many courses do we have? Uh, uh, like 50, 58 or something like that. Something like that. I'm going, wait a minute. You're asking me how many, (laughs) you're trying to break my mind and you almost did. Yeah. But there are like uh, five or, or ten or twelve different groups, I forget, and each group has four, um, the, the, each of the cups, I mean. Mm. So um, um, so let's see. Uh, eight courses will launch on March 18th, and then additional courses will be launched after that. Um, the, it will include such tra- classic tracks. These are apparently uh, tracks from previous iterations of the game. Um, we have We Coconut Mall, which I, I don't remember if we played that when we did, uh, Mario Kart when you visited here a long time ago, Neff. Hmm. I don't know. That's maybe. Right. Um, N64 Choco Mountain and Tokyo or Tour Tokyo Blur. Um, what are you saying? No, I was going to say Tour Tokyo Blur. That sounds like one of those tracks where you're just basically going pedal down, hold on for your life, and just zoom. Yeah. So, um, well, yes. uh, So Bree mentioned 48 new tracks. Eight are going to be released um, next month. And uh, the Booster Pass, I think the one-time fee is $24.99 US. Or if you have the Nintendo subscription... The online expansion pack that came out a few months back uh, that included the Animal Crossing DLC. Uh, it'll be no extra charge. Okay, now that's a good reason to have bought the 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 online expansion, which right. I did. So okay. free content? I'll take that. <laughs> um yeah, but but guys like me are gonna have to shell out probably unless uh I don't know what what other incentive there is now to get the expansion pack? Because um, the only other game I really play is Animal Crossing, and I've already bought the DLC for that. Well, I mean, there is the additional. There, there are the additional games. Although I will admit that the N sixty four games, the emulation is really, really yikes on a couple of their games. And you're just going, wait a minute, this is your intellectual property or hardware. You should be able to make it run smooth as silk. Mm. 
and it runs pretty much like I do, which is to say, bang, bang, thud, <laughs> get up, curse, bang, bang, thud, rinse, repeat. Right. Um, so I'm going to run through this list real quick that AGN gave. Uh, there's going to be a game uh, released uh, based on uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses. Uh, Mario Strikers Battle League, a five-on-five soccer game, is going to be released in June. I don't. Rem- I probably been living under a rock, but I don't remember Mario Strikers. Doesn't ring any bells to me either. <laughs> um. Chrono Cross Remaster is coming out. Uh, Nintendo Switch Sports. So the successor to Wii Sports is finally coming out. Hmm. That definitely might be interesting. Hmm. And I'm because sure. there, there, there are a few mini games where it's like, yeah, with the Joy-Con, this isn't bad. Mm-mm. <laughs> um, and let's see what else. Uh... Splatoon 3 Salmon Run Mode, uh, Kirby and the Forgotten Land uh, Edition. Um, Now available, Earthbound and Earthbound Beginnings. And, uh, ooh, Portal 1 and 2. You remember the Portal games, right? This is GLaDOS. Welcome. So, Portals 1 and 2 will be released on the Switch. As part of a collection called Portal, the Companion Collection. (laughs) Of course, they went there. The cake is a lie, yes. Maybe Blue Mesa. That's that's, that's my favorite link from the song. I'll be curious, though, because... Portal is going to be, especially Portal 2, that might be a little bit much for the Switch to actually handle. You think? Mm, I think it's going to, I think you're going to see some performance. uh, They're going to have to make some performance tweaks Hmm. to get it to work, to get it to work decently. Right. I mean, nothing compared to, you know, the processing power you're going to find in an Xbox or a, a PS4 or even a PS3. I think. Portal was originally a PS3 game, wasn't it? You think so, yeah. Yeah. Liz so. says she has a metal-weighted companion cube lunchbox. <laughs> well, it either you know strikes conversation, or if somebody tries to break in, you strike them with that, and that'll be end, that'll be end of the intruder. <laughs> but uh, no, I'm I'm very much looking forward to Mario Kart uh, Eight Deluxe's expansion pack. That's going to be fun. Yeah, I, I'm just curious because I'm going, okay, March isn't that far away. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Portal 2 came out in April 2011. 11 years ago. So, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I would hope it could play well. Yes, indeed. Well, don't forget, I mean, the Switch is a powerful system for what it is. Mm. But if you compare it to even the last generation, say PS4, mm-hmm. yeah, no. no, no, no. <laughs> but, so uh, we shall see. Yep. Um, it is 10 to 9, so we're going to wrap up our podcast. Um, and the good thing is hopefully we'll be able to, before I go to bed tonight, transcode this entire video into the 
um, podcasting realm so you can watch it and also um, listen to it uh, once it gets uh, transcribed, transcoded, and whatever fun things that have to be done. Uh, Naku is scheduled to join us in a few minutes to play Jackbox along with uh, somebody else, or uh, one or two other special guests. Um, so as we get set up for that, uh, as per usual, we thank you for watching the podcast, um, and we will leave you with the closing commentary. If you have any questions, concerns, compliments, or complaints about this podcast, or anything you hear on Extreme Anime Radio, drop us a line at extremeanimeradio at gmail.com, or check out our social media pages via linktree.com forward slash anime radio. There you'll find links to our Facebook page, our Instagram account, our Twitter account, our Discord server, and our YouTube channel. And don't forget, you have archived versions of these podcasts at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Okay. Um, I have to remember, you were still on the left side, right, as we went to the closing commentary? Yes, sir. Okay, wow. So he's... He's in the lead position as we close out, folks. <laughs> um, but I will tell you that um, next week, um, between the big game, Valentine's Day, and all the sort of special things early on in the week, the next stream that we are planning will be a week from today. Um, we will do um, the stream in the Extreme Anime Radio podcast the schedule might be a little bit different um, based on what we're planning, um, but we will give you updates um, as soon as we know what's going on through the Discord and various social media channels. But for now, plan on being after tonight, our next stream to be next Wednesday, which will be um, the 16th of February, where we will go over all of the wonderful things that happened or maybe the not-so-wonderful things in the big game. You looking forward to it, Neff? That and a little bit more Olympics. And I'm going to say it now. We beat you once. <laughs> we'll do it again. And for those of you who don't get the reference, Canadian women beat the American women in round robin. I don't think the finals will be by the next time we meet, mm. but it will be close and it will be fun. <laughs> and one thing, the Canadian women, I have to give them credit. They played a whole game wearing facial coverings. Well, that's because their opponents that night, uh, the uh, R Russian Olympic Committee or whatever they call themselves right, that's at this exactly point. That's exactly it, yep. Um, did not, in fact, submit their COVID tests in time. Mm. So the Canadian women and the ROC decide, okay, we'll play with masks. Apparently, the ROC get the all clear at the middle of the second intermission. Mm -hmm. The Canadian women said, you know what? We don't trust you. Mm -hmm. And so they finished the game with masks. And apparently, someone hat from change. the ROC hat did... change. There's a hat change oh. Okay. There was one more. One, one second. We have to, we have to get things moving along, though, because it was almost at the top of the hour. <laughs> of course, of course, you have to bre break out the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs> well, you didn't think there was going to be, you know, an entire show. 
<laughs> without a Maple Leafs hat somewhere in the process. It it, it just does it just doesn't get done in these parts. Mm. Really, really uh, quickly finish up your thought because we have to uh, set up. Okay, here. so as essentially, you know, the best part is apparently after shortly after the game, one of the women on the ROC did come down with COVID. Mm. So yeah. Um, no, they're really in a very strong position now to uh, get everything um, lined up for uh, knockout play. Yeah, so like I said, I'm hopeful that, you know, the U.S. and Canada meet again for the gold. Mm -hmm. And this time, both sides know it's for all the marbles are going to go at it 100%. Mm -hmm. And the men are going to look at that and go, that's too vicious. We can't even play like that. <laughs> well um lots to look forward to uh over the next few days and uh we hope that you guys enjoy the big game or whatever you have planned for early next week uh we'll be back in a few minutes to play jackbox for those of you watching the replay of this or listening to us we will see you next week for the next podcast next wednesday the 16th for Neff, I'm JR. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed Hats Off tonight. And remember, keep on looking out for the Extreme Mario uh, Twitch streams. And don't forget to check out our archived podcasts at anchor.fm forward slash anime radio. Good night, everybody. And go Leafs go. <laughs> <laughs> Good night. And we'll see you guys for a few minutes for Jackbox.